Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Record. Record. Hello, welcome back. I'm Jeff. I'm your host and your, uh, nope, just your host. I'm not anything else. I don't have any other roles. I'm not your friend. I'm not your enemy. Uh, I'm not your waifu. Uh, I mean, I know technically I would be husbando. I'm uncomfortable entirely with that phenomenon in general because the- You should be. Yeah, of course. Well, it's not not the phenomenon itself, but anything where part of the joke is that we're saying a word from another language, like it's funny. Um, but it's especially twisted because we're do using the like Japanese loan word that is just an, like wife is just an English word, but when you spell words out from other languages in Japanese, which only has, uh, what is it? Uh, very limited number. Let's say 25 phonemes. I know it's two sets of 23 characters each, but there's some extra characters in there. And oh no, there's some modifiers too. It's probably as many as 50. I forgot about the modifiers. They have like a limited set of phonemes. So when you say other words, like you say words that end in a hard consonant, they don't. They end in u or o now. Waifu, husbando. Uh, anyway, that's, this is not, Jeff explains everything that he vividly remembers from Japanese 101, the podcast. <laughs> this is the Creepypasta podcast, Creepypasta, and on it we're talking about a story that is a little more of an urban legend style than we're used to on here, which is fine and good, because it feels like a throwback almost. The story is called Let Me Hear Your Voice, and to talk about it with me, I have, returning from last week, Graham Thompson. Hey, how's it going? And Colin Parker. What up? Now, Graham, you chose this story, surprisingly, not from the list of suggestions, but uh, randomly brought in from the the backwater of the internet. So please, uh, you can feel free to tell us a little bit about how you found it, uh, or just get right into your summary if you like. Well, so I don't know when it when it comes to like scary stories and stuff like like the the story we heard last week with like the Bone Walker and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I I like stories that like almost entirely fall in or that, that completely fall into the realm of possibility. Um, especially like I don't know, like like people talking about like past events and histories and stories and all this stuff that in no way resemble like an like a magic or whatever um this is a story that is extremely relatable and terrifying that it could happen to anyone so and and the worst part about the story is that you know where it's going because of the way the writer prefaces and then kind of introduces it but it's just again it's just the the i don't know the the truth or just the unfortunate truth that this could happen to anyone. Right. So the uh, the woman who wrote this, I'm assuming it's a woman. I actually don't know the name, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah. Is this one credited? 
I don't uh, actually see it. No, it, it doesn't. Usually it has mm-hmm. a credit at the bottom. This one has no credit. Yeah, United this one says unknown. Um, for, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I guess, I mean, I don't know, maybe it was just anonymously posted somewhere. Yeah, Which, a lot of them are. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, if I was the one that wrote this, I don't know if I'd want to attach my name to it, personally. <laughs> um, so basically, the, the woman priest faces it with saying that, like, we all have cell phones. Everyone, we, we text, we email, and we call. And this woman, like, particularly doesn't like talking on the phone. And I feel like that, that that's kind of true for a lot of our generation. Mm-hmm. We like to text. But when you're texting or emailing, you are you are sending a message you're basically sending a letter. You are you're sending a bunch of a written letter uh, characters to another person that you have assigned that you have uh, assigned a name to their phone number. You are you are sending a text message to a specific other phone that you are assuming is owned and operated by your friend, by your mom, by your classmates, whatever. Um, but the reality of it is that you are sending a a text message to a phone, and that phone could be operated by anyone at any point in time. Like I've, I've had times where like I've sent a text message to someone and I've gotten like a really weird response back and whatever, like a, a, a friend stole my other friend's phone and was like messing with both of us. And like, we, we've all kind of experienced something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the writer, the author was writing about her friend. Uh, she had a friend, Katie, that was uh, living in town and kind of like, like uh, I think she's in the process of moving. So she let her friend Katie know that, hey, if at any point you need like a couch to sleep on, just send me a text and uh, like the author and her, her boyfriend are living together in like the same town. Um, the boyfriend is, is out of town for this, this weekend. Um, and the, main, uh, the author receives a uh, text message from Katie saying, hey, um, I think I'm going to be out late tonight, but I, I need a place to stay. Like, can I come over later? And the author's like, yeah, sure. Like, by all means, whatever. Uh, just, just send me a text or something. Like when you're when you're coming over. Um, and I gotta find my place. Yeah, and then then it's like, by the way, here's my address in case you've forgotten. Mm-hmm. In case you conveniently like, oh, uh, yeah. th- th- that that's the one moment that's like, if you were in a, an actual horror movie, you would have died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, texts her friend Katie, yeah, sure, just like, here's my address in case you forgot it. Um, and at this point, the author was like, I'm tired, it's late, I have work tomorrow. Uh, she goes into her bedroom um, and locks her bedroom door and just sends Katie a text saying, hey, whenever you're here, just, or I, I left the front, oh, oh, sorry, send me a text when you're here and I'll let you in. And Katie replies like, um, could you just leave the front door unlocked? And the author's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So she leaves the front door unlocked, goes into her bedroom, locks her bedroom door, and just says, like, a text, like, hey, let me know when you're here, like, knock or something, because, like, I'll, I'll probably fall asleep. And the author falls asleep and wakes up at her typical time, gets starts getting ready to go to work and stuff, and she sees, like, on her phone that she'd gotten a, a text from her friend Katie around, like, 1.30 a.m., just saying, I'm here. Um, so the author goes out of her bedroom door and looks around and sees that no one's there. Uh, she sees that like the, the couch is, has had some blankets thrown over it and kind of messily like laid around. And so she assumed that, that Katie probably came in, slept and got up and left because she had to go to work. But as she starts looking around the living room and stuff, she sees that there's a bunch of like, like muddy footprints right around the couch. And that on the, the, uh, the, the, the front door, there's as well kind of these like, again, mud on like the front door. 
And these footprints, they, they kind of go all around her living room, but they lead to the author's bedroom door. And she sees that on the outside of her bedroom door, there were, there were a couple like handprints, as well as like a bunch of mud around the author's bedroom door. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the author is like, something's wrong. Something, something, something's terribly wrong. So she, she calls Katie's phone and doesn't get any answer. And she thinks that the, something terrible happened to Katie, that she came in drunk or she was injured and she doesn't know what, what happened to her. So she calls Katie's mom and Katie's mom picks up and saying that like, oh yeah, I'm with Katie right now. We're, we're at the hospital. Last night, like Katie got assaulted, like coming out of a, a comedy club um, and she was being like dragged away by this, this random assaultant. Um, but Katie's boyfriend, John, like stepped in and, and then off the guy and the Got, and took Katie straight to the hospital. This happened at 11 o'clock. All of the text messages with Katie occurred at between 12 and 1. So at this point, the author is, 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 is looking around as she's talking to Katie's mom. And she immediately goes to the front door and just, and just locks it, double bolts it, mm-hmm. and continues talking to Katie's mom when she then receives a text message saying... Uh, I'm here. I'm outside the door. Quote unquote. Uh, from why'd you lock me out? From Katie. Right. I just had something in my car. Let me in. It said. And and the author is still listening to Katie's mom talking, and she's reading this text message, and then it just gets to the point where she just screams, "Just you're not Katie. You're not Katie." Um. She hangs up with Katie's mom and calls the police. The police show up. They look around the house. They couldn't find anything. Um. Like uh, Katie's mom ends up shutting off and declining the phone like immediately. Um, but in between like the period of this all happening and them getting the phone shut off, uh, the author receives text messages from that, that, that same phone number mm. just saying like, Hey, like, where are you? Can I come over? Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's definitely a lot. We, we covered a story under the name of the licked hand on this one about the, licked the hand? Oh. it's it's uh well it's that classic urban legend where a girl goes to sleep and her dog is sleeping under the bed and like she hears a noise and wakes up and reaches down and the dog licks her hand uh a couple this happens a couple times and then in the morning she goes into the bathroom and the dog's dead and there's a message written in blood that says humans can lick too uh <laughs> it's ju- it's it's a, one of those classic like uh just <laughs> it maybe takes two minutes to read and it's the sort of thing you tell uh late at night around a campfire after throwing uh non-dairy creamer onto the fire to make it spark up green uh that sort of thing um yeah did you know that it's non-dairy creamer and are you afraid of the dark huh. i've never I'll be sure to try that now. That, that's I think a, that's a fantastic aesthetic. <laughs> I, th- I think in the epi- I think in the we've covered one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark on this show, uh, and I think that episode it was from like season five. And one of the kid who was telling the story like reached into the bag of the the fire dust and like ate a little bit of it. And was like, oh, pretty good. <laughs> like to kind of <sighs> make a joke about it. Anyway. I only remember uh, one episode of that show, um, and that's the one <laughs> about one? the 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 hefty kid and the dumb waiter, and he he always gets a strawberry milkshake every day, 
Um, and then one time the dumbwaiter gets stuck and he tries to reach in a little bit to get it and it's a little bit too far down and then he falls in and it's like, and then when the chef came back into the kitchen, the dumbwaiter was back at the bottom with the boy dead with his blood running as thick and red as the strawberry milkshake. And everyone was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen strawberry milkshakes? They're like a pinkish color. They're oh, I know. Red. I mean, you know, it's again, it's a, it was a kid show, and they were so, the imagery, yeah. right? I think that I think they were trying to say like the maybe it was more like the syrup that goes in it, because I think like um, if yeah, I'm not mistaken, sense. it was like a milkshake, and then there was like a drizzle of syrup over the top, like on on top of the um, whipped cream that was on top. Anyway, yeah, one of one of these like uh, these moral tales, like oh, don't like milkshakes too much, or you might mm-hmm. die in a dumbwaiter. Don't uh, eat all those carrots, or your skin will turn orange. And... Well, that one I think is true, actually. <laughs> uh, Colin, how did this story strike you? I I know we were a little bit uh, uh, late sharing the stories. Did you read this late at night, or did you wait till morning? Um, like a I actually adult? did. I did read this late at night, like an idiot. Um, and the thing that I think, you know, definitely freaked me out a little bit was, I mean, kind of like we were talking about with the, um, sorry, spoiler alert in case you haven't heard last week's episode. Um, but with the bone walker, right. We did talk about how like there's certain elements of this that can be real, but this is absolutely something that could be real. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's not great. Um, and you know, I, I definitely, bolt every door um every night you know before i go to bed mm-hmm. uh, i never mm-hmm. you know uh in fact sometimes i even do my bedroom door even though no one can like get in there anyway really but um because the other doors are locked i mean but you know i always put the lock on my door just for some weird reason um at least here in new orleans um i think it's because real quick just a quick side note i don't have an actual lock on my door it is just like one of those little hooks you know what I mean? It's like it's like a little uh, hook in a circle, and that's ooh. that's what holds the door. So like it, it would take one kick, <laughs> one kick is all yeah. it takes to open that door. But I do it anyway, just for some stupid reason. Anyway, yeah, you'll still have that one kick to wake you up instead of someone just getting fair. into your that's room. That's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no. So you know, my I think that this is definitely something that can be very frightening. Um, to kind of real quick give a very brief like history of something that I've been through before. Um, this was somewhat a concern that I had had, uh, at one point last summer. Um, I had been a, I had been in this relationship and, uh, my significant other at the time had been, uh, robbed, um, at, uh, and her phone had been taken and we were fortunate that they found the person very soon after. Um, but it had been concerning to us because they took the keys and phone and, you know, if they wanted to or if they if they had figured out how to bypass anything, they could have messaged anybody or they could have come back. Um, and so, you know, that was definitely something that had been a concern. Um, and like I said, we got that situation figured out literally within a couple of hours. And that was very fortunate. It was like two in the morning, but still we got it figured out. Um, and I just remember like how much my head kind of raced just in those couple of hours. Um, and I can't imagine what it would be like if then someone were to physically do this, this far, like to go this far in that story. Um, you know, I don't care who you are. Never just leave your front door unlocked for anybody. You know what I mean? Like straight up this, this story Mm -hmm. did mess with me and I will probably triple check every lock from this point on. Well, so the thing is one of the reasons why I picked this was because 
I was in this exact same situation a little under a month ago. Graham, why? Oh, tell us, please. So the thing is, like, I, I live, uh, the, the, whatever, the apartment or townhouse I live in, I, I live with four other guys. And one of them lost his key. He was in the process of looking for it. He was, he was, whatever, retracing his steps. But that night, he, he went out and I got a text around 11 o'clock being like, hey, I'm, I'm going out. Like, I think I might be back late. Could you just leave the front door unlocked or something? And like, me being <laughs> the genius I am, I'm like, I don't want to stay up till one or two. Yeah, whatever. As I go downstairs, just leave the door cracked, go back upstairs, shut my door, go to bed. And we didn't get robbed. Like, this didn't happen. Like, it ended up, in, he, he, he didn't have his phone stolen or anything, but he ended up coming back late, just going in through the front door, and everything went as planned. But, like, this situation could have exactly played itself out in my shoes. <laughs> If, if my roommate's phone had been stolen. So, like, when I read this, I was straight up just like, yeah, I could have been that character. Oh, spooky. Oh, Man, like, you know, it's funny, just the other day, um, uh. you know, Jeff, just so you can kind of peek behind the curtain, like, literally two days ago, I was telling Graham that, you know, that I'm impressed by him, that, you know, that I think that he's smart, <laughs> and that I think that he's a great guy. <laughs> And literally, I was saying, like, I said to him, sometimes you're too hard on yourself. And I think sometimes we are, too. Right? Like, sometimes we're too hard on him. You know, though, after hearing this story, I'm starting to wonder if maybe some of the things that we say when we tease you is is, is worth it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that is, that's definitely one of those, like, I'll occasionally relate something I've done to friends and they'll be like, what are you why did what are you doing why did you do that right. that's crazy don't yep. do that <laughs> and this is I one mean, of those moments for you graham it was in one of our group chats my other roommates were made aware i always lock my 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 room i have an actual whatever a, a hard lock so like oh yeah rub it in <laughs> yeah I, i'm sorry <laughs> and like i don't in our living room and area i'm pretty sure all of my valuables are up in my room so, like, if this, something like this were to have happened... Oh, you wouldn't I, be the one screwed. Yeah, I, my Nintendo Switch isn't downstairs, my <sighs> PS3 isn't downstairs, my flat-screen TV isn't downstairs, like, all of the uh, all of our living room stuff is my roommates. So, of course, like, in the group chat, I'm like, yeah, whatever, leave the front door unlocked, what could go wrong? You're like, oh, nothing of mine can get stolen? But all of your stuff did? Mario says, uh-oh. Yeah, I've been in two houses that were robbed. Um, like, because I lived in a college town and a lot of those houses get robbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was, I guess, 2008. Yeah, it was summer 2008 because we had a subletter live living in there. And someone, I lived in the attic and this was on the first floor. Uh, someone just pushed the air conditioner in the window, grabbed uh iPod, laptop, maybe a phone. It was not iPhone times Jeez. yet, I don't think. Um, and just got back out the window. Wow. Uh, and then the other time was uh, same town, same situation, uh, 2013. Um, they pushed in the air conditioner in my roommate's room and stole his TV and his PlayStation. Um, 
and l- uh, this was clever. They locked his bedroom door from the inside and then left back out through the window. Uh, so we were like knocking on the door, wonder- thinking he was home, but he wasn't because it was still a like two people per room situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like my other roommate, my friend Chris, who's been on the show, uh, that was his bedroom, uh, and he wanted to get into it, and the roommate was not answering the door. So we went around outside and saw they had like taken the trash cans and turned them over and climbed up to push the air conditioner in and climb in and steal those things yeah it was pretty crazy um (laughs) so yeah this is definitely like one of those like you're paranoid and it's paranoia until something happens um and Mm -hmm. in this person's case even though they are fictional something happened um so yeah it's it's definitely like it's not the sort of metaphorical horror that you have with <laughs> right. the Bone Walker, where it's it's like the monster is a metaphor for the scariness inside your own mind. No, this is just straight up like, oh, I thought of a spooky thing that could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the scary thing about this is that, like, you yourself are also kind of a monster for just leaving your door unlocked. Not you well. specifically, Graham. <laughs> I mean, like, this character. It's like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit like uh like a cautionary tale type. We get into some of those sometimes, especially if we do older ones cuz like every urban legend is a cautionary tale. Yep. Uh what what was your spookiest part of this? Uh I I know we've kind of touched on the overall spookiness, but was there a line especially that got to you? Uh Graham first. Um oh boy. I mean, it's 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 kind of just the one paragraph when the author is in their living room, they see that something is very not right, and they are on yeah. the phone with Katie's mom, and there's like, yeah, no, Katie's here. And mm. she, there's just that moment of like, holy crap. Yeah. And then like, bolting the doors, running around, calling the police, ugh. Yeah, I, I wish that there had been, uh, like, that the preamble wasn't there. Yeah, so that no, it, I totally it made agree. The, it made the twist less predictable, right. but uh, yeah, it's still very effective. Yeah, because the Colin, fact what's, they, what's your spook? Sorry, Go ahead. I was just saying the fact that they kept saying like the, I think like twice they say like just just hear me out, just like just just keep listening, yeah. right? It's like they they clearly tell you what's going to happen. Um, yeah, but the the scary thing I think is when hang on a second, I'm going to find the exact line. Uh, because I mean, it is kind of basically exactly what Graham was saying just now, but like, it's the actual wording I feel like is the fact that it goes from, they say around 12 PM last night, which technically would be AM by the way. Um, then it says that was way before Katie texted me last night that my phone buzzed in my hand and I looked down a text from Katie. I'm here. I'm outside the door. Why did you lock me out? I just had to get something from my car let me in none of these things are like question marks or exclamation marks they're all like like you can hear like it's one of those things where a lot of the times in text you can't quite always get um uh the mood or tone but the way that this one is written out you can and you can tell that this person like it came this close to getting what they wanted and now they're starting to get angry they're starting to get upset and it's showing and like that like when it's like you realize that they are just on the other side of that door you know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, that part is absolutely horrifying. Yeah. 
Very, very well written. Uh, for me, I think it was the mud, because it's a weird detail. Uh, like, the it muddy footprints like- and the muddy handprints. It's yeah. like, why is that? Why is it muddy? They shouldn't, shouldn't really mention it being very rainy or anything. Is everybody okay? What was that sound? Yeah. What sound? Did you not hear that? Okay. Weird. No, I didn't <laughs> it was get like a, a sound. spike in the audio or something? I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe I... I don't think I bumped my mic or anything. No, no, there was like a like piercing sound. Like oh, it was, weird. It was not something that I think any of us like manufactured. It may have honestly just been Google Hangouts. If I didn't hear it, it might have come from my end though. So oh, who that's, knows? Mm, that's fair. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't see it. This, this Google Hangout is coming from inside the house. Oh no! <laughs> Luckily, I have my door locked, so maybe you two are in danger. <laughs> but I'm fine. Dang it. <laughs> The work turning into the uh, hit motion picture unfriended. Did we bully anyone? What happened? Well, is is a ghost getting on. revenge on us? Oh, shit. Colin, do I admit to, uh, to bullying a, uh, anyone? Maybe a, a Graham Thompson? A, uh... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Graham's brain? ghosts. Uh... I don't think I did. I think everything I've ever done has been warranted. So, no, I think I'm good. Okay. You're right. <laughs> You're completely right. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's get into plugs. Sure. Colin, where can the people find you and what do you do? Uh, I do a lot of things. I do some video editing and stuff like that, and I do a whole bunch of podcasting stuff. Uh, by the time that this comes out, um, we will have just added um, uh, another show that I'll be doing. Um, but I do, I'd say my main podcast is Journey Under 30, which you can find basically anywhere. It's about me and, uh, our friend Alex trying to become 30 under 30s named by Forbes. Uh, and, uh, if you want to find me on some place like Twitter or anything like that, you can find me either at Colin M. Parker, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R, or at Scavengers Net. That's my, uh, company, so. Cool. Graham, what about you? Well, I'm on. I'm fairly active on both Facebook and Twitter, as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at G R R R A H A M T. Um, you can find me at the Scavengers. Find me on our our YouTube channel. Um, Alex and I do streams. We edit f- stupid videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I also do work for the for Unlocked, the Facebook. And streaming service. Catch me, if you have an iPhone, catch me on Unlocked and watch me <laughs> uh, do funny streams and make fudge. We make a lot of fudge on Unlocked. Oh, boy. We're still trying is to get that, rid of it. Is that a metaphor? Is that a nope. euphemism? We made, three weeks ago, we made seven pounds of fudge and we streamed oh the whole thing. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I never got oh, any well. of it. Uh, okay, because 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 it would melt. It, there, there's caramel in there. See, that's that's melt. his excuse for not wanting to share. He's like, it would melt. <laughs> if it, yeah. It's melting in my mouth right now. <laughs> for anyone who Stick is like an into ice pack ASMR, in the mail with it, it'll be yeah. great. Anyone who's into ASMR definitely just was like, oh, what was what was that moment? Where I was like, <laughs> oh god, I hated uh, that. Actually, I leaned into the microphone to do that, heard it on my own end, and just like revolted <sighs> myself. Oh, yep. gross. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm sitting pretty close to the mic, but, you know, not close enough to get real 
NPR with it or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't give you any of those tinglys. No, people probably listen oh. to this show uh, for the soothing sounds. I know the Local Legends episodes were very soothing. Uh, anyway, this is not the part of the show where I uh, bloviate about how great my podcast is. <laughs> it's the part where I tell you you can follow me on Twitter, J3FK. You can go to weaponizedlanguage.com and listen to more episodes of this show. Or my other show seeing reddit or my other other show that has ended uh someone's pc where me and two uh friends past guests chris luminella and louisa heron reviewed all 151 first generation pokemon no we're not going to do a second season because it's a pain in the ass to make that show but uh you know you can just imagine what our opinions on the other pokemon would be so here we there yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, I, I, uh, there's, there's some later designs I really like. Lucario is fourth generation. That's oh. a, that's a good one. Uh, and oh, seventh gen has Mimikyu. That's a really oh. wonderful design. Uh, what about vanilla, I, Vanillix and uh, Garbodor? Well, and, I uh, <laughs> love the ice cream and garbage Pokemon from fifth generation yes, yes. dearly. People always point to those as like, oh, Pokemon's bad now. But no, I love the ice cream one because it looks like a slime from Dragon Quest. Uh, and I like the garbage one because they're like, mm, what kind of Pokemon would represent this game that takes place in fake America? Uh, a big garbage bag <laughs> leaking with garbage. Well, let me know if you ever want to review the other 800 and whatever. <laughs> I would love to. I don't. (laughs) I absolutely, like, I just have so, we also had a weird, um, uh, we were in character as people who live in the Pokemon world, uh, so that conceit was also annoying, but I was very insistent upon doing it for some reason. Uh, anyway, you can also follow me on Instagram or, uh, Patreon, JeffJK on both of those. Oh, join the Facebook group, Creepypodsta Fan Group. That's it. That's all of the things. Um, it's just, uh, oh, you've received a text on your phone, and it's from your best friend that says, can I come over? But it's me. I sent it, and I'm a, mon- I'm a, I'm a monster who's going to break into your house. Bye. <laughs>